Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors, the very last preseason podcast. It's it's men's football time and uh, we're pumped. We're pumped. Everything that's happened in the preseason is going to be proven right or wrong for better or for worse. Someone who's not at his worst, he's always at his best, statesman. G'day, mate. Look, I want to give you a big pat on the back. Uh, actually going out to our listeners to get a bit of feedback, some ideas, some information. And let's be honest, a couple of listeners have had a little crack at you and I for um, taking the piss out of Cam um, and having a bit of a crack about his takes and that you and I gang up at him a little bit. So I, I look, we'll take that on board. Uh, we'll ease off on Cam and stop taking the piss uh, out of his plans, ideas, and his takes. But what it didn't say is that we couldn't pick on him when he's not here. So the comment straight away is, what an average bloke Cam is, eh? He really is. really is leaving hmm. us to fix up his house and shit like that. It's been oh, it's just ridiculous. Flood ravaged. Um, but yeah. So listeners, we're giving you what you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all yours. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for <laughs> filling out the surveys. The links are on Twitter and Facebook. And actually, a massive thanks to everyone this preseason. The community has been huge. The support's been absolutely enormous, bigger than uh, we could ever hope for. So we're just trying to look at ways to improve the brand. Um, so the survey sort of gives us that feedback. Uh, if you are a new listener, and we hope to God you're not, uh, because we don't want them. <laughs> this is the last Wednesday pod. So as of next week, we drop on a Monday. We get out the waiver stuff early. It's my nightmare come to life. Uh, I hate doing it, but it, it's good. It's the best The best stuff we can put out is the waiver stuff. So yeah. Monday mornings, they should be in the account unless I've had a massive Sunday night, in which case they'll be out like Monday afternoon. Uh, but that switch will happen after this podcast. Stato. We're going to have a look at some uh, some of our, our takes over the preseason, how our drafts have gone before we dive into injured players because I think it's really interesting when we look at players we've drafted. A lot of these guys are very fantasy relevant and they're in doubt for round one. They might be missing a whole month. What do we do with them? Do we pick up cover to try save the day? Or maybe there's someone who's going to benefit from, say, a Rory Laird-type absence for a month uh, of midfield time. So, which players do you wish? Which players did you end up with the most shares of in the preseason in all your draft leagues? And who do you wish you had more of? Mm. Well, um, look. To be honest, and it's probably no surprise to anyone. Uh, Zach Butters was the one that I had the most shares in. Uh, it's obviously that move to the midfield. Looks like he's ready for a breakout. Injury interrupted last year. But look, to be fair, the hype for both salary cap and drafts are out there. So uh, you had to go early. Um, so I took some shares of uh, Zach Butters. Um, and I must admit, uh, with everything that's been happening, I also wish that I actually took a bit more shares in another Zach Zach Bailey. Now, there's a reason 
for both of these is they're going to keep that uh, forward status. So I've always got that eye on the, on the keeper model, um, but they're going to get that midfield time as well. So they're going to get elevated scores for their roles. And the other thing is there's such a lack of depth in that forward line this year. Um, even in our keepers, couple of injuries uh, that I've actually got. Uh, and I was on the pod or just before we started recording, recording two weeks ago and I was looking just to have some bench cover and I just couldn't find anyone look someone will pop out but that depth of that line is just disgraceful what about you Steve yeah unfortunately for me the player I ended up with the most shares in was Hunter Clark I basically (laughs) have him across the board and the reason was that I had him ranked as the 18th defender so I knew with the way drafts were going, he was going much, much later than that. Yeah. Uh, the consensus was way down on him. So I just, I could wait in drafts and I knew I'd get him in the, the teen rounds as my D3. So that's, that's left me a bit hampered. I also had a lot, of, I got a lot of Shannon Hearn because again, no one wants him, but to me, he'll score well as long as he's fit. He's fit right mm. now. So I, I might have some issues there. Um, in the defensive line, it's it's probably not so bad because it's generally a replaceable position. Uh, so we'll look to make some some moves there. I've already picked up like Justin McInerney's available and that sort of thing. So you can find guys to to fill yeah. in. Uh, I wish I had some Romarsh. I, I don't have really. Any. Yeah, I really, I'm really keen. Uh, I'd imagine he'll pick up forward status at some point. But if he doesn't, he was being drafted. Like, he should have, if he was just going to play that number one ruck role, he should have been drafted, in my opinion, closer to Max Gorn and Brody Grundy than Sean Darcy and Riley O'Brien. And he was really going with Rob. He'll outperform that if he gets that ruck role. If he doesn't have the ruck role, it's because he's going to pick up forward status. Yeah. I think there's probably the thing that holds him back a little bit. Um, but it should be the same with Sean Darcy. It's just that consistency of his body. So, you know, not putting out the 22 rounds. I think that's why he drops in the the, um, the rankings a little bit. Well, I think, it's, I think it's more that he doesn't have that number one role cemented personally. And he, yeah. and he doesn't have – if he had forward status, he would have been a top three forward. Yeah, if draft boards. he does in UF, but yeah. obviously doesn't in super coaching fantasy. You'll love this, Stato. <laughs> Having we've had our Super Coach Home League draft run and won. Um, position changes not optional to turn off. Oh wow! So how are you feeling? I feel stitched up because John O. Sh- <laughs> well, he's full of shit. He assured us he turned them off. Assured us he turned them off. Fucking lied because you can't even do it. Uh so stitch. He's up. just telling you what you want to hear. Oh, there's one guy who's ended up with like Pendlebury, Luke McDonald, like all these guys oh. who are potentially and, and like we didn't know, like this wasn't known. And it's yeah. like, wow. And and I looked at my team and I sort of have no shares of these players. I know Collingwood were trialing Josh Dacos off half back, but he's not gonna play at half back. My God. Um so did you warm? Did you warm to anyone late in the process? I just mentioned Josh Dacos, and I just found myself slightly drawn to him 
late mm-hmm. in the process with that. I know you were on him at the start of the preseason. I was very dismissive. I wrote an article and I was like, wow, shit, Josh Dacos should be good. So I was yeah. wrong. I was wrong. I warmed, Thanks, buddy. I warmed late. Thanks, buddy. No, it's good news he's got that wing role again. There's always that um, lack of massive ceiling for a, mm. for a winger. Um with one or two little exceptions like Gaffey and uh, uh, and Whitfield when he plays wing, only because of their running capacity. But uh, who did I warn to late? Well, this is with the eye of a keeper, um, and it's Heath Chapman. Yeah, he's become a popular name. Mm, but, but I will say I do have a strong concern this year. So to me... For the keeper, I reckon he's a great pick, but he's actually, I think, more of a stash uh, for this year. So the concern I have is effectively their rebounding defenders will be Clark and Young. So they're the two that are going to be on the halfback flank as their rebounders. Uh, great run and great use of foot, especially when it comes to Young. Now, Chapman is very smart, clever with foot, has got pace, he can get he can get space. But with Wilson out injured, all of a sudden their mix is that they've got three talls and three smalls. One of the smalls has to play a closed-down role. So that takes away automatically your driving and missing and going to position. So every club has a good small forward, some better than others, and that player would need to be closed down. So you've got to make a decision. Is it Chapman? Is it Clark? Is it Young? Or you bring someone else in like Ethan Hughes to actually close down while Wilson is injured. Now, yes, you're going to have a seventh defender on the bench. So to rotate this through, uh, that is well and truly fine. But I don't think they're going to give Clark and Young... 50, 60% game time, those guys are going to be prime movers for us this year. So understanding if he is the seventh defender this year, then he'll be giving the close-down role some relief as well as some rebound relief. So therefore, his ceiling won't be there. Uh, I will note his juniors, uh, his average junior juniors was in the 70s, so he hasn't got this big ceiling from his junior career, but I think he's going to build into a high-ceiling player. Now, the only way I think he can pop this year is if they actually give him a wing role or they give Clark the wing role so Chapman can actually be one of the rebounding defenders. So I'm really hot on this guy but I'm really hot on this guy for the future. Right now, they've got a job to do and someone's got to close down. What happens if, and God forbid it happens again, uh, Young gets injured? Does that open the door? Absolutely. Uh, If you see any sign of either Clark or Young being injured, uh, see if you can buy Heath Chapman, especially if it's a longer-term injury. I don't wish that upon him. So I should say with his junior career, because he's a 193 uh, centimetre defender. His junior career, he actually played as a key position lockdown. So his scoring in the 70s is probably not going to be reflective to when he gets a prime role. And he's that good, at some point he will get a licence. Yeah, it's it's a good call. Like a lot of people are on there with you. 
uh, it's just seen, it's such a hard, it's, it's definitely a stash because it's so hard to see the path to another defender being relevant in that yep. team, in my opinion. Anyway, we're going yep. to talk some, uh, injuries to relevant fantasy players. If, if there's someone here we haven't covered, maybe, and they, you might feel they're fantasy relevant. Sorry about that. Uh, we're obviously not going to cover 700 players in a short amount of time. So these are the injuries we're looking at and some potential benefactors. Stato, let's kick it off. Rory Laird. We were drafting and he got injured and someone took him in the third round and I laughed my goddamn ass off. <laughs> Out for six weeks. Now, we'll say we can't cover 700 players, but I think we've got about 424 on this <laughs> list to get through. So, uh, Rory Laird. Uh, so there was talk about Rory Sloan actually playing half forward, but it was actually Ben Keyes who played that role in Amy, which was a really interesting move. So I see him going back to that inside role. So to me, it's Sloan or Keys that'll get a bit of a uh, bump while Laird is out. And we might see a little bit of Schoenberg actually get an increased CBAs. Uh, remember, you have got Matt Crouch back. So uh, there will be quite a few players running through there, but I think Keys and Sloan should be the big winners. Do you think if you have Keys, you... You look to move him after a month if he gets that role. Yep, yeah, I think that's the case, and, and and it's sad because he had just such a blinder, and I actually picked him up in a uh, uh, a new league quite early this year, so I was a bit surprised with that role. But I will say, thankfully, that league's got a bit of super coach about it because it's given points for contested possession, so. Won't be too bad in that way. So I think I don't think Ben Keys will drop down a lot in Super Coach, but I think in AFL Fantasy he will. Hard, hard for disposal like that to drop down any further. Stato, mm. a guy who I think Schoenberg's a nice little stash for the um, put him on your bench for the first few weeks, and if he pops, yeah. you might get some trade value. Uh, Agree. Jordan Dawson, real limited exposure in the the preseason. Should be yeah. okay. I can't feel confident. Uh, I'll I'll just link one more in there is the Paul Seedsman concussion bit. And and with one that's had limited and they're talking calves for, for Dawson. I can't remember where I heard that. So not one calf, but calves. Uh, I don't know if it's awareness. I don't know if it's a, a strain. Um, but that's a little bit of a concern. But he was having a good preseason prior and then Paul Seedsman, I reckon it's chips in for, for Lockie Shoal. I think he could be yes. the winner. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been playing he's been playing that role previously. Uh, last season we saw him, and he did have some big ceiling games. Um, obviously, we saw in the the preseason comp that Mitch Hinge had a bit of a crack too. Um, but to be honest, I don't think he's relevant for uh, our draft league. So. Um, I think Lockie Shoal becomes the big winner. I've got an ass ton of Lockie Shoal shares out there too. Uh, I was going to ask about Seedsman. Man, you can't, you couldn't have drafted him. And if you did, I'd just move on. I did see people that did. Just because of the average from last year. Yeah. Surely yeah. you're just moving on at this point. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, we, we wish him well. Oh, that's not, that's not a shot. That's not a shot. Oh, yeah. Never, never. Yeah, no way. Jeez. Anyway. Uh, Kadeen Coleman from Brisbane, eight to ten, just straight cut. But mm. um, and God, he he was um, he was the the pretty boy 
um, for the for the preseason. To be honest, he was a the breakout, one of those players that did really well in the last five in a new role. Uh, took it even to a, a greater level uh, during the final. So he was set for it, and geez, didn't he look good until he got injured? Um, out for a fair period, so that's a worry. But it's Noah Ainsworth that will fill that spot. Uh, taking him out of the wings rotation, um, I don't think uh, Noah is actually going to be draft relevant. I just think he's going to be a 50 to 60 scorer, to be honest. Um, but therefore, it could mean McCluggage has a bit more outside time, so to cover the wing role that uh, Noah was going to play, and therefore is an opportunity for Jared Berry to actually have more inside opportunities. Yeah, it's yeah, it was bad for for Coleman. Probably just solidifies Rich a bit more. Zorko haven't seen much of him. Achilles reckons he's right mm. to go. I I had Zorko so low, so low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. Um, at the end of the day, and I think when he comes, he'll be playing that high half forward role, uh, probably managing himself a little bit. So I think probably the key thing is that's where Zach Bailey will just get a bit more CBA opportunities. To be honest with you, so just a bit more time swapping between forward and midfield because I don't think they'll push Zorko early. Uh, and once he's at full match fitness, I think Zorko go back to his normal business with a slight lean towards more forward time in the mid from last year. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Sam Doherty, potentially in. Did play the VFL match, racked it up. Will he be mm, right to go? 38. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think the one he impacts, and it's pretty obvious this one, is Newman. Yeah. They're, they're like for like. Yeah. And, and, well, we've seen Mitch McGovern go back, took a took a bunch of uh, intercept marks, obviously got a bit of salary cap hype because he's never scored well before. It can't be good for him either. I know they're different I just types, think, but... Yeah, no, I, I think they desperately need it. Um, and, and that's just... That's how they're covering the, the Liam Jones loss is um, McGovern. So I think that role is his until he gets injured, which is about round three or four, no doubt. Mm. Um, I, I actually just think that um, Newman, rather than starting on the field, is on the bench and is rotating if Doherty's on. It just means less game time and fulfilling the roles where they need to be covered rather than having his prime role himself. I want to ask the impact Jones out had on Weedering because more I did my super coach rank because Weedering is quite good in super coach. He yeah. he became a straight fade for me, and that was yeah. um, Jones. Jones was like led the league in spoils, like a phenomenal one on one defender. Yeah. Um, to me, it seems like Weedering probably has to become more defensive. Correct. So yeah. Sam Walsh misses a month. If you drafted him, you got to hold him. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so the big four would be Cripps, Walsh, Chera, and Hewitt. Uh, so I think the bump while Walsh is out will actually go to, to Matt Kennedy, um, who is way more than just a guy. I think people need to start understanding that, yeah, he was a really slow burn, but this boy can play. And I mean seriously play. He's a competitive beast. He's magnificent in the air for his size. So he's got a bit of Adrian Fletcher about him. 
remarkable mark for his uh, the size of player. Um, I think that Kennedy, um, for the first month or so, is going to be averaging a tonne. Um, when Walsh comes back, he'll move to that high half forward role with some time in the CBAs, uh, and it'll be Fisher that goes deeper forward. So uh, Fisher might, as he did in the preseason, might score well when he's playing in Kennedy's role because uh, Walsh is out. Uh, but I think he'll have a good start, but then Fisher will fade a bit. Do you want to have a bet on Kennedy? Um, what's your bet? That he's just a guy? I don't think he's that good. Okay, he's so what, fine. what do you want? Well, you reckon he's going yeah. to average a ton? No, no, I think he'll just <laughs> he'll start he'll start the season while Walsh is there, but then he'll move into that forward line role. Um, so I, I think he'll average um, eighty five. Oh, that's yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, I think the winner he'll chair. get forward status too. Well, wait, so that's when? why twelve. Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah, That's be a around tough that hold. period. Well, especially in in your league where you're so excited that you have uh, change of positions. Fucking oh god, you can't even turn it off. Who the fuck's running the show over there? Rupert, <laughs> figure it out. Uh, Lipinski should be okay. Adams too, but I'm I really cooled on Lipinski towards the end with that injury. Yeah, well, I think it was just precautionary. Yeah. Just don't take any risks of preseason. So, look, if both play um, and Chris doesn't cover Maynard, so I've got this little thing of whether with Maynard out for the two weeks suspension, whether Chris goes back or they design something else around the defence. So, if Pendlebury's back, maybe they've already got that sort of covered. So they just do someone to do a close down role. Might might be Quainor. Um, but if he doesn't cover Maynard, then I think this puts Dugowie as more forward than mid. Yeah. You're holding all of them. And Josh Dacos. Yeah. Gun. Pick 61, some will say. 61. They're just tough to, um, they're tough to, like you said, they're tough to hold those guys who are bench cover, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no upside. Um, yeah. Nathan Wilson off for scans, like we sort of talked about him at the start. Darcy mm-hmm. Tucker, intra-club hit out by the time the pod's out, but, geez, mm. not good. So I, I, I need to say there's a big squeeze on in the, the Dockers midfield, and we know Chera left, so all of a sudden you're saying there's a position there, but so many are putting their hand up uh, to be involved in this midfield group. So my fear is, and and a player that a lot of stocks would have rose through the pre season is Will Brody, but I just don't think uh, he's got good job security. If all those midfield options, including Croden, who actually looked good and was mentioned again by Peter Bell over the weekend, um, I just don't think his job security is going to be great. It, it might be deja vu. And I heard that word when Peter Bell spoke about Will Brody. He is great depth. Oh, you hate to you hate to Ooh. see. Ooh. Not good. I think I, I think oh, Tucker's gonna to be tough because you've probably drafted him as a D four, but he's really mm. cuttable at this point if there's a bad oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So him being injured and not being able to show his wares in there 
has just dropped him down two or three layers. Yeah. And as soon as they turned around and said, Fife and Mundy are definitely playing midfield because you're not kicking out Sarong, you're not kicking out Brayshaw, and then you've got another two or three pop putting their hand up, Gord. It's tough. Brody will be dead. It's a good problem to have. Brody will be on waiver wise by like round three. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no doubt. I think you're right. Uh, Only injuries can probably open the door, I would think. Well, and it's not a bad team to get an injury, so he'll be relevant at some point again. Yeah, Mitch. Oh, and and they are from WA too, so COVID may give him a game here and there too. And I, th- I think be really mindful if you're West Coast or Frio heavy, understanding. That what Victoria and New South Wales, semi-Queensland and semi-South Australia have been dealing with over that time, and you saw how it impacted the AFLW season. Um, WA are just starting to go through it now. So they haven't even hit their peak yet. So we're, we're, they're going through four to six weeks of pain. So just be really mindful and be ready for cover because this is, this is sort of late pullouts. And if your league closes at first game, like most of the ones I play on a Saturday, don't be too tricky. Here is a protection season, especially the first six weeks. Mitch Duncan, John Segler, Sam Menegola, and Jack Henry, if you play Supercoach, all racing for round one. Mm-hmm. Duncan, mm-hmm. you've got to hold him at this point. You do. Maybe you do. it's actually interesting. You might be able to trade him. Because a lot of people looking at their forward line going, oh, this is crap. You might be able to get something for Mitch Duncan. Yeah, that's um, fair. Segler, drop. Menegola, I mean, Henry, you can drop. Menegola. Oh, I reckon it's a risk here. But if you hold Duncan and wait till he gets his first big ton, then you, you get half the world for him. Oh, it's a risky game. Um Jeremy mm. Sharp and Choll possibly okay. Missed a bit of time. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, can I say I reckon the win if Duncan and Magola miss out will be uh, Holmes and Cooper Stevens. Um, with Sharp, uh, I think that maybe open the door for Davies, who can go as an insider. Uh, and maybe Noah Anderson, therefore, plays a bit more outside, uh, or it could be a positive for Ellis. So I, they're starting to build a lot of depth, Gold Coast. Um, Charles an interesting one because Wits is coming back from an ACL from round four last year. Um, you're still on the rehab trail. They need ruck support for Wits. He can't be rucking... 85% of the game. So they need someone serious to chop out, and that's what Chol would do. So if he doesn't play, I reckon it might be Dossie's mate, Chrissy Burgess, um, that will slot into the team and sort of play that role. Yeah, I like Chol as a bit of an upside flyer, but that was it. Yeah. Um, and obviously Day's out as well, so fuck, you could just write that for his career pretty much. Uh, Jack Bowe's still a month plus mm. is what it is. Yeah, it's power season, isn't it? So you, you've Lacocious has gone up front. I know Lockie Weller's down there, um, and there's been a bit of sort of hype around Lockie Weller, um, but I think Powell is, is just takes another step this year. 
Uh, and the interesting one is um, we haven't heard anything from Markov this year. Haven't seen him at all, have we? No, not feature. No. Uh, Jesse Hogan racing the clock. So mm. you might get a good boot. You might. Oh, what's his name? Who's the other guy who had like two games of fantasy? You know, they picked him up in salary cap. GW. Oh, Riccardi. Yeah, Riccardi. He might have some early relevance, but that's probably it. You probably don't have... Jeff. And Brander as well. You know, West Coast, yeah, uh, key forward, reject. Yeah. You know, just... They, they, <laughs> all he wanted to do was play a bit of key forward. They couldn't give him a go. Now they're just... They're picking up people off the street to play key forward roles. For we'll get to West Coast later, mate. Save, mm-hmm. save the venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no worries, Finn mate. Callahan, if you're in the keepers, he's been nursed through the preseason, so don't expect much. Yeah, oh, to be honest with this one, I thought he was going to struggle to get gained. Yeah. So even my dynasty, my keeper, I just avoided Finn because they can't put their midfielders in midfielder roles now, adding on another layer of talent. So there's a whole heap of them that they just can't get games. It's a really interesting list build, just constantly getting the next elite midfield talent when there's no positions for the ones you've already got. Well, you can always trade them, mate, and then they become mm-hmm. Jackson Haley. No, <laughs> no time frame on Will Day. Yeah. That's bad. Um, I hadn't even heard that. Yeah, no time so frame. he's a stash, isn't he? That's... He's the fucking great white hope, but, man, it is yeah. not happening. I, I will say that creates a really good time for Josh Ward. So you think Josh Ward just comes in and, and plays that wing role. He's probably going to um, to averages 70, so he's probably not fieldable. Um, but for a keeper, that's just bloody perfect. Put him on your bench. Let him be cover for the for the COVID pieces, but you got a superstar because um, they'll trade some of the older guys at the end of this season. Hawthorne, they tried last year; they'll do it again, and they'll let all these kids loose. Uh, Jaff, unlikely. Jarman Impey, unlikely. That glut mm. of defenders is slowly thinned out. I, I tried if they were both out. I tried to pick the back six, so I went Sicily, Hardwick. Frost, Scrimshaw, the first four, easy. I think one of Hardigan or, or Demma, um Granger, Barras, so to be that sort of third tall. And then thought, oh, shit, um, who's going to be the third mid-size or small? And I went, well, Bramble's injured, CJ's injured, Impey's out. So the only one I could fall back to, um, it's actually not listed as a defender, but that's how. Oh, okay. I'm dropping all of them. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> Jed Anderson, unlikely in the early rounds. Stato, your boy, Jed. Yeah. Really, um, you can't drop him. No, no, and I've got him in the keeper. Um, I picked him up in the, the redraft bit, so it's it was a, a late buy. But I've just stashed him... Um, Stashed him away and thought, well, we'll just wait and see what happens. But I'm really interested with this one because we know the right type of role can have an impact. But they've got so much. There's so much young talent. You want it. 
None of the – so I don't think Jed's playing in their next premiership. What is he, 28, 29? He's up there. Yeah, he'll be getting that. Um, I, I'm thinking immediately that, um, as we now call him, Taz Thomas, um, <laughs> Horn Francis. Oh, man, didn't your – didn't you go down in flames? Hey, I wasn't wrong. I was only just half right. <laughs> um, obviously, one side of the family de- dealing with the people in Tassie. But anyway, that's that's all right. Um, he clarified for us, just call me Taz, um, but I'll answer to anything. God bless him. Um, Horn Francis and Powell. So they need to get time through the CBA. So... If Jed comes available and you've already got LDU, you've already got Simpkin and you've already got Greenwood and you're putting through Taz, Horn Francis, Powell, maybe a bit of Phillips, um, where are you putting Jed Henderson? Phillips is injured as well, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, what yeah, I'm saying yeah, is yeah, somewhere yeah, along yeah, the line, yeah. That, yeah, it, it's they'll t- rotate all this. Yeah, but... Is he just going to be a role player up forward, just a, another senior bod to bash and crash? So, yeah, I, I don't know. He um, he may be one if he gets, like we said about Duncan, if he gets a bit of a score under his belt, maybe you should sell him. Yeah, I, I have no shares and I don't really regret that. Uh, Aaron Hall recovering, but no pracky games. It's Aaron Hall. You took the risk if you drafted him. Yeah, what are you doing? He was always a risk and he still hasn't put a full season together. Just remember that. This this run started at round six or seven. Um, and look, he's 31. He's got a history of injuries. I, I think the biggest impact is really on Zeebel. So if he's playing, he hurts Zeebel a bit. If he's not playing, then Zeebel's got a higher ceiling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the CCJ scans were fine. He's probably not drafted, but Charlie Dixon, unlikely. And I think he's an interesting character because he was quite good in Supercoach last year. What's their, Are they going to play a two-ruck system? No. No, they won't. Um, Finn Lason will be the one that chops out. Ugh. So he'll play forward and chop out. So that probably uh, lifts his value just a bit. Can I just say with um, uh, Coleman Jones, um, this is a real puzzle and getting this right can make an impact in your season, to be honest. So Goldie, Coleman Jones and Zeri, all three could play the number one ruck. All three could be a key forward. And all three might be sharing three different roles, ruck, key forward, and bench. That's the potential here. So one of them might be a really good scorer, or all three could be average. I'd expect all three to be average. I don't mind having a share of one of the guys who, who's got forward status. Future. But yeah. that's that's it on that one. I wouldn't I, Look, if you had to drop them, I'd say if you had to, if you had to pick someone to drop, I wouldn't care if you dropped one of those two. Like, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aratio is a long way off. This one, Stato. This one, Jack Graham. The summer mm. of back, foot, and hand bone injuries. He was drafted yeah. as a top 20 forward, much like Jed Anderson, by everyone. Yeah, true. Everyone had a bit of stock. Uh, it's true. And, and look, there's going to be. 
um, breakouts in Richmond's midfield at some stage. It looks like they're going to go. Um, sorry, <clears throat> looks like they're going to go the old blokes first. So if they're in hunt for the season, I think they're going to keep them in. But at some stage, especially next year, um, they are turning the page. So all of a sudden, uh, Jack Graham's just going to be the number one mid for Richmond. So to me, in a keeper, he is just keep him on the bench right out this year. When you miss that much pre-season, you're having issues. You're never going to have a fantastic season. Um, so you just sort of stash him, hope he gives you, you know, a little bit of return the second half of the season. But next year, hot. So if if I was playing a redraft league, I'd sell him straight away. Uh, with a keeper, I'd buy him right now. Dylan Grimes is unlikely, so you might get some early value at Carlton forward. Wait, they're playing some other match, so sorry about that. Uh, Kane Lambert, possibly long-term injury. Bail out on Kane Lambert. Yeah, gone. Billings? Um, can I just say, Liam Baker's season. You can. Jack Billings and Hunter Clark, at least a month on both. Bound, bound. Yeah. Steve, you idiot. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a just hold and wait for, for both of them. Um, Billing's not going to be high in the rankings, but and it depends on how Hunter Clark comes back. So the reality is it looked like he was going to break in the midfield. It, it looked like the year. Steve, you were right, um, but just unlucky. Uh, and I think there's two that gets a bump from both of these. One, Seb Ross. I think he gets back inside. Uh, and I think Burns is the other one who'll get a bit of a bump. So you've got a bit of stocks in him, mate, so you'll be right. I reckon Brad Crouch is all right too. Yeah. Um, Paddy Ryder racing the clock. Perfect for the pride. Papley, three to five with a hand bone. Peter Laddams has played VFL if he's floating on a waiver wire, which he might be. Yeah. Can I just say with the Swans, I've said this a million times, they've got way too many key forwards, so they've got... Uh, they've got Reed, Sinclair, Franklin, McLean, McCarty, Party, McDonald, and Laddam. So I think it's Laddam season 2023. Let him get cold, especially if he's missed a few. Go and buy, stash him for next season. Uh, I'd keep him on the bench, to be honest, if I had the room. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm suggesting he's also a buy candidate. For your keepers? Yeah. Well, there's a redraft show. Sorry. Do you know which show you're on these days, mate? Fingers yes, in this a lot is of draft. Fingers in a lot of players. <laughs> uh, Oscar Allen missing a month. Yeah. yeah. It's it's all right. doesn't really matter. Just cut him yeah. because uh, it's all good here. There was never going to be any ball down there anyway. Apparently <laughs> not. Uh, Luke Shuey uh, is, is potential yeah. for round one. He'll be on some waivers, man, I bet. Yeah, he will be. Um, and worthwhile pickup, uh, knowing that there's always a risk. Um, I, <clears throat> that midfield drama, and I know you're going to go on it later, th- there is a massive winner out of this, and we'll talk about that when it's highlighted. Jack Darling has been jabbed, but he's missing for at least a month with a was a foot injury or something. Yeah, ah, can't take a trick, these guys. That's a shame, isn't it? Not a shame. What did they do? 
Who cares? What Fuck did West it. Coast do? They've been West Coast. Yeah. Have you been? Like, you know what West Coast. You yeah. can't. Yeah. The arrogance. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yo, Sheed, Cripps, and Greg Clark all missing time at the start of the year. My yeah, God. it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And that's why it's Redden season. If he's on your waiver, pick him up. He's not on my waivers, mate, because he's always in my team. Yeah. Did have a lot of Redden. Uh, Sam Darcy out until mid-year for the keeper coaches. Tim O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, what? hold on. This is a redraft. Thing. I'm just, well, and I was just, keepers. I'm just. Do you know what show you're on? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> look, he's going to be a very slow burn. So, look, it's not season, until season three he becomes relevant. Yeah, well, that's what I said for you. Yeah, anyway, Tim O'Brien missing uh, the start as well. Uh, I know we sort yeah. of talked about him with the opportunities yeah. in defence, but doesn't look like. Good for Shaggy. Yeah, maybe, because he's getting torched in the one on ones apparently at Bulldogs training. Uh, so. Stato, is there anything else before we moved on to the listener questions? Listener? No, go for your life, buddy. Let's go to the listeners. Uh, very good. We'll get into that right now. We got big cocks. I forget. What did Nick Rewalt score in 2016 round 23? Could he do it again this year? Unlikely. Stop living in the past, Marge. Surly, thoughts on players getting roles on the wing versus half-bank flanker in the middle. I've heard talk of Heppel playing on a wing and people excited about it, but wouldn't the wing score less? Good question. Yeah. Didn't we say this about before that um, wing's a really, really good role, but it reduces your ceiling? That That's where the issue is. Well, the issue is if you only have midfield status. So if you've got defender status, if you've got forward yeah. status, Perfectly fine. And I think Heppel is more like one of those high-use wings. Yeah. Yeah. So. Agree. Yeah. Uh, Steve asks, is it, I think it's a good point that Sully raises, though. So you may, yeah, it's true. You don't have to be hot on him. Steve asks, low ownership forwards who could conceivably pop. Mm. Burnsy. Mm. Burnsy. Yes. Sam Berry. That's a low ownership forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just watch uh, if if the opportunity comes in that Sam Berry gets a bit of uh, CBA time. Now, it might not be until round three or four. Um, one or two injuries pop in. Um, he's certainly someone that could give you a bit. Um, don't know who else is uh, low ownership forward. So I'll have a quick... Those run yeah. forward types like Child. Um, yeah. Zary, Zary, Cherry, whatever the fuck his name is, the X guy. It is thin. It is thin. Uh, all, all those sort of guys are always great options. Uh, one yeah. personal one, if you play super coach, I've just, I've, I've got a share of Cozzy Pickett, and that's a super oh, yeah. coach only pick, but, uh, yeah. I'm kind of hot. I think that tackle rule, everyone sort of talked about it in the midfield, those pressure forwards, they might get a little bump. Yeah. Fair call. Uh, Russ asks, what can Daniel Rioli average this season in his back roll? 70. I'm not excited. I'm not overly excited, but um, the key thing here is he's got defender forward status. Yeah. And because of that, because he can be for your forwards, 
a 70 averaging forward is going to be good this year. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Ninja asks, thoughts on preferred draft platform, ultimate footy or AFL fantasy site? I like them both. They're both different. I really want it to be AFL fantasy. Yeah, I probably I, do too. I, hate, I hated that having to lock out the participants this year. Like once all the listeners were in, you had to finalise them. I hated that. Okay. I thought it was – and the yeah. I don't have one. We play on all of them, um, to be honest. Kazi yep, asks, do. does Titch average more than Merit? Ooh. Ooh. I, I, ha- I have Titch above Merit, so I'm, I'm yes. But that groin thing <laughs> is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the rankings, we both say the same thing. We just haven't seen – much of Titch, and we've been hearing about the groin, so we, we, we don't know. If they were both fully fit, Titch. Yeah. Breno asks, who am I fielding round one in Supercoach forward line, Powell or Holmes? Oh. I feel like... What's their matchup? Uh, it's got to be Powell, doesn't Powell. it, if he plays? He's playing Hawthorne. If you're not playing Powell in round one, then I don't know why you drafted him. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Surly asks, what's the best team name you've seen so far? I haven't looked, sorry. Hopefully you've got one. I don't have one, but I remember I used to play a league and um, Rex Hunt's Hookers was a great team name. I always thought that was was a top draw, that one. Tim asks, why do you hate new listeners? For questions like this, Tim. Questions like this. <laughs> Frio asks, is it bad that I like my bench more than my back line? I punted defenders, kinda, have Tucker, Laddams, Josh Dacos, and Jordan Clark on the bench. Fuck, you hate to see Yeah, that is quite nice. That is quite nice. Um, no, it's not bad that you've got good depth in your squad, and and you know what the the depth that you, names you've got there means you've got trade value that you could make a, a better looking back one. I actually sympathise with Frio on this one because after I drafted, like I said, I've got Clark in all my teams, and I've got a lot of Shannon Hearn, so that's my three four, and then I've got my bench. I'm quite comfortable with my upside my upside plays on my bench and I just look at my back line and I'm like, man, I have to like I have to drop someone to cover Clark uh, f- to cover Clark for six weeks. So it's, yeah. it's someone I kind of like yeah. at the start of the season. This is why we say don't draft injured players because you miss the upside. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So I, I sympathize. Surly also asked, why does DOS like ruining footy players by making a <laughs> video about them? It's a good question. <laughs> It's a very good question. Oh, we don't know why Doss does this because he's a hateful, spiteful man. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know how many people he gets excited about in the preseason? All of them. Yeah, all <laughs> of them. <laughs> he gets. Remember when he was getting excited about Finlay McRae like two years before he was even draft eligible? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like fucking hell, Doss. Stop watching sixteen-year-old boys. Jesus. Yeah. Come on, mate. Uh, Freo asks, biggest reaches you've seen? Saw Hewitt go before Dawson, Ridley, etc. And Ooh. Brody go in the fifth. Yeah, we just talked about that one. It's oh. 
But look, hype, and, and this is where salary cap can be a trap for drafters. They get the hot. Do you know how many times I see rookies getting picked up on redraft leagues because it's got all the salary cap hype? Frequently, I'd imagine. Yeah, quite a lot. Quite I'd, a lot. I'd imagine in keeper redrafts, it's quite a lot too. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I would say the biggest reaches I've seen is always DOS. When you're drafting for DOS, like people are picking up, uh, say, Callum Mills at pick 16 and, and he'll go and grab a, a kid breaking out in his second year. He'll go Zach Guthrie. There you go. Pick 17, Zach Guthrie. Ugh. I reckon the no list draft was a good one for that because we had Sorongo at like twenty. Yeah. Oh, you'd hate. Oh, I didn't. Anyway, whatever. Ben, why is a two ruck league the worst thing you could do to yourself? Oh yeah, they're shocking, horrible. I've never played one, and I'm glad I don't. I used to play them. That was the default of Supercoach back in the day. Oh. Okay. Um, before recent times, like when it was. Yeah, a thing, and it was it was interesting because you could just draft rucks in the first two rounds. As long as they played twenty two games, you'd win the league. Yeah, so I'm glad we've moved past that. And, but it's strange to see, see people still play them, and mm. unless you're in like an eight team league, even then. Uh, Cam asks left field draft picks. He's got a few questions, so we'll just go through them. Left field draft picks. Maybe your child. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't got my squad, and there's no doubt I would have a hundred of the left field ones. I'll just go to my team. Well, I'd say it's anyone who is going to rely on, and look, you could say this every year, but it's going to be someone who relies on something to happen for them to get the the role that's going to help them score the best. So, like Luke Dunstan in years past, where they were never going to be in the starting team, but mm-hmm. once an injury occurred and they got that role, bang. There you go. Uh, Curtis Taylor. Don't even know who that is. Yeah. So is forward for the, the celebrity chef? Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't watch any of those shows, but um, I know Jamie Oliver, and what's the other one that swears a bit? Um, Ramsey. Seen theirs, but Ramsey, that's the one, but other than that, no. Um, now, Curtis Taylor... Um, Quite a talented player, third year at uh, North Melbourne. Uh, Average 60 last year, come home with uh, 67 in the last five. But he's been playing the practice games on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Burns, again, people don't even know who he is. Cosy Pickett in super coach. The whole room, it was around 21 for Christ's sake, and the whole room looked at me like I was just... Started talking French. Uh, thoughts on Ryan Burton? Yeah, um, very impressive at the end of last season. Um, very impressive. So uh, I, I think if he stays fit, he's going to score very well this year. Back to that 80 to 85, I think. Can Rowbottom go to the next level? I wouldn't have thought so. And it's not that he's not good enough. It's just they've got so many midfielders. Yeah. Is Jesse done for fantasy? Oh. That's your question. Here's your boy. I don't want it to be true, but it's probably true. The thing, you might get some value out of the situation. If Jesse's fit, he will still attract the crowd of defenders. So you might get some value out of the secondary forward. 
GWS rucks avoid. Yes. Yeah. TJ, any idea when Jed Anderson is back? Also, what do you expect from Wits this season? Yeah, we've spoken about them both in the main part of the pod. I, I don't I don't know where Jed Anderson fits in, um, but a couple of injuries and things change. Uh, let's hope he gets some midfield time sometime this year. Uh, Wits, I, I'm just very cool on Wits. Uh, and I believe ACLs are a two-year injury, so this impact the next year just aren't as good as what you were. Um, and I think he's just going to average, and his time on ground would be reduced. He's still less than 12 months from the injury. So I'm suggesting he's probably averaging in the 70s. Yeah, I was completely out on wits. Double-digit ranks, so not much. Cam's yeah. burner, any teams and or positions with a favourable draw? I'm thinking Frio defenders might be a good stream early. Can't wait to have Cam back on the pod. Oh. You might just leave that, Stato. That, yeah, yeah. It, that was a statement. <laughs> oh, he, come, he backs it up with why is it cherry season, zeri season. Why, why, what is this person's name? Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's, it's Cam. <laughs> the Stato bake. No, I meant Zeri, Zeri, Cherry, what the, Tristan, what's his name? Yeah, but you see yeah, Cam Yeah, it's very clever. Yeah. Yeah, At the State Obeg. Love it. Yeah. So there's there's not Cam's burner and now Cam's burner. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're all voting for you in the Twitter poll too. That's the tragic thing. Chris, <laughs> what the fuck happened to the Kikovic Listener League? It's a good question, Chris, because we did yeah, promise this repeatedly. It, it was the back-to-back Melbourne trips and it just got away from me and I forgot. And um, honestly, tradition, Stato. Tradition <laughs> of fucking up the Listener League every single year. <laughs> the the no-list draft went so smoothly. Um I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry, Chris. Yeah, sorry, Chris. Uh, David, 10-man league with two rucks on field, one on bench. Who are the roughies in the 20 to 30 ruck range? Oh, God, we should be drafting. Uh, Chol, and I know we've mentioned him about four or five times. Um, Probably uh, CCJ. Lloyd Meek. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> when's Darcy mm. fit? Mm. Oh, Darcy fought. Because it looks like he'll be playing. Take Pitt in it. Yeah, absolutely. And DeConning. So both of them aren't going to be um, top level. I'll just have a look, see us on a, our waiver wires. Uh, Soldo. Soldo. Oh, there's heaps. Hayes. Is he injured yep. or fit? Is he fit? He's uh, he's fit. Yeah. Don't know if he'd be playing though. So I'm trying to. Pick no, but Lysette doesn't exactly have the cleanest injury history either. No, that's true. And they got to give him a go. Um, they, they've said they got to give him a go. Anyway. Yeah. We've run through a lot. Yeah. Uh, James asks, "UF or AF? Settle the debate." Jesus, another one. What's going on with this? Um. I, I use both, but if I value how much 
time is spent on one or the other, um, AF wins. Jared. Shared market. What could Tom Green average this year? Is he worth picking up from waivers in a 10-team league? So he's, therefore, not in their top 80 midfielders. I'm assuming here it's a 5-7-1-5. So one on the bench. Um, I I don't know. This talk of Callum Ward playing halfback to give Tom Green more time. I'm just really cagey still on GWS. So it's been talked that Taranto is definitely forward. Uh, Cogs is going to be in the midfield, but I, I saw notes today saying Cogs is going to be 50-50 forward and midfield. Uh, I reckon it's just going to change. Yep, on a weekly basis. So unsure. Just get you Josh Kelly. Yeah. Just, I think Josh, I think Tom Green could, av- could average in the mid 80s. Best case scenario. Really? Best case Best scenario. Case. Time, time I on think ground. he's more likely in the 70s. Yeah, time on ground is going to cripple him. The handball ratio is going to cripple him. But, um, yeah. you know, that team can go on an injury tear a la your West Coast, so I'd monitor yeah. it. Uh, but he might be the inside version of a wing. You know, the inside guys who can't get it, well, don't get it on the outside. Yeah. Um, Dollar GM Butcher Zuthry. That's just it, just uh, one word, Zuthry. Yeah. Um, so ask uh, Doss, and he'll be averaging a hundred. Um, ask most of us; he's got to prove that he's best twenty-two yet. So stashing him uh, on deep on your bench and just keeping an eye. I've got him in a dynasty league, and I've got him starting on the field. But we do have six defenders uh, in that league. So he's made the field there, but I've I've got Hunter Clark out, I've got Bramble out, so that's why he's on the field. He's probably my eighth defender. So I have him between 70 and 80 in the the rankings, Uh, but has got a game about him. Let's see if he can be best 22 first. And Ron, finally, who are you starting in week one, Hayden Young or Zach Williams? Okay, so Hayden Young is playing Adelaide and Zach Williams is playing Richmond. Uh, Both actually give up points to defenders. Um, I'd go put uh, Zachy Williams on your bench because he's playing Thursday night, Hayden Young's playing Sunday. If Zach Williams scores high enough, uh, swing a non-player in uh, and take uh, Zach Williams' score. If it's not good enough, then start Hayden Young. Fair enough. I think that was the end of the questions. Yes, it was. Stato, footy's footy's almost back. Yeah. Can I just bring up a little rant? Yeah, go for it. But I saw it on Twitter this week, and someone was doing a player profile, and I'm not calling out anyone, but it was Clayton Oliver. Yeah, And so he averaged 108. Everything broke his way last year. He fucking kicked it in the dick. Absolutely smashed it. So he averaged Mm -hmm. 108. And the predicted average for next year was 110. I don't understand how you can have everything go your way and then just go like, yeah, he'll be better. Yeah, we have a... um, uh, He was looking brilliant in the preseason. They're actually talking about... 
um, it's the best he's been. So that could be part of it, the, the, the natural improvement. It's a really good question and we all get stuck on this and I mean everyone because we're palming out opinions and I will say we are probably the ones that, that pull it up a little bit and saying you, you don't have a banner year and you just expect to be number one again next year. Only few people do that. So I, I'm expecting Took and Steele to come back to the pack a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think that's... It's just the reality. It's the way it happens. Uh, and we talk about this Brownlow thing. You, you win a Brownlow. And why do you win a Brownlow? Well, you've had a banner year. You've had the best season of footy you've ever had. Um, and there's always a bit of a regression following. I, I just think we we all do get caught in the hype. Oh, I hate you it. see pre-season. Yeah, you, but that's all right. We, we actually all do it. I would never. I'm above that shit. That's crap because you are hot on people. <laughs> and when we say, oh, no, no, this, it looks like I'm, this is going to go down. If you're hot on them, you go, no, that's fucking bullshit. And this is the reason why. No, I'm never, because you're allowed to have an opinion. I'm never hot Steve, on it's anyone. Okay. I'm never hot on anyone. No, no, right. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> you see positive articles and you go, that's not me. You know what article I'm I can't handle you this. You know what article I'm writing at the minute? It's just titled, you're going to be wrong. Why is the world shit? You're going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and can I just do a little apology? And um, we did get a bit of feedback from a, a few listeners that my audio wasn't great for the last 15 minutes of last week's show. Uh, just to let you all know, um, the computer is a work computer. It's only six months old. But it decided to crash halfway through uh, our recording. So we rushed to get back on. John O waiting for me very patiently. Uh, and I had to go to a meeting straight afterwards. Um, so we recorded the last 15 minutes, but obviously when I rebooted up, the mic settings weren't the same and just recorded through the computer normal mic rather than my good mic. But anyway, Don't so worry. apologies to listen. The seamless editing process that took place sorted it out. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, what a shit fight that was. Sorry, people. Anyway, hope you all locked away your uh, teams and have a great fantasy season. And like I mentioned, we thank your support very, very much. Uh, just amazing. And please fill out that and, survey. And, and to the greater community, um, it's one thing I do love is um, there's so much respect, care, and generosity between everyone that does podcasts. And, and you feel it, you see it all the time. Um, and it's a great community to be involved with, and they give us a great hand, they give us plugs, and we do the same. Um, it's just great to be involved, and it's a very enjoyable community to be in. Yeah, and you'd never have a skin full and absolutely give it to Fantasy Freco. No, anyway. no, no, no one would do No one. Do no one. Anyway. No one. Anyway. You, re- you regret the things you don't do, Stato. <laughs> um, and uh, the footy starts tonight. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, so we're back, uh, and this is the great part. Everyone everyone uh, is on top of the table tonight, so just remember that uh, when the bounce, turns, uh, bounce happens. We start to separate the cams from the statos. <laughs> we'll see you on Monday, <laughs> listeners. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.